I felt we should break into parts there, but I was not going to put that on Amanda. Wasn't that nice of me? <laughs> Dave, welcome up. to introduce our guest speaker this morning. He's actually from Alaska, and that's exactly where he is this morning. Um, I met the Martins uh, a few years ago in uh, Jungle Camp in Durham, and I was quite taken by them right from the beginning, so I had a chance to, to speak to Jordan on the side, and I said to him, what is your story that has brought you here? It's an amazing story. He, uh, I'll let him tell his own story, but had nothing to do with God, wasn't raised in a Christian home at all, but his uncle was persistent in inviting him to church. And it's through his uncle that he finally got to church, got, he was, had the privilege of hearing the gospel and responding to it, a life-changing experience, and he will speak this morning. What an incredible story. Jordan and Jessica were born and raised in Massachusetts. They were both raised in non-Christian homes and became believers in their late teens. And after being introduced to missions and the needs around uh, the world, they started their journey towards becoming missionaries. Jordan and Jessica and their four boys headed to New Tribes Mission, now Ethnos 360 Bible Institute in the fall of 2015. After graduation from Bible school, they moved to Emanate Missionary Training Center in Durham in here in Ontario in the fall of 2017. They first heard of the needs of Canada's indigenous peoples during their time in training. They quickly developed a heart for the people and a love for the culture. And after graduating in 2018 and with another baby boy on the way, they were set on the path towards moving north to an Inuit community. And when COVID hit, however, they knew they were being redirected. They still had a heart to reach the North American indigenous peoples, and so they looked to the Lord for guidance. And when their work permits in Canada were not moving forward in their renewal process, it quickly became clear the Lord was directing them back to the US. And during that time, they met a missionary who worked with a First Nations group in Alberta. And as he shared about his mission organization, they learned about a village in Northern Alaska that was in need of missionaries. They could never have imagined such a major shift in their ministry, but they prayerfully considered this option. And as the Lord led, they became, began the move west to Alaska. And during this time, they learned that they were expecting baby number six. December 21st, 2021, six weeks after their baby girl was born, they moved into a village of Ruby. Jordan's update, which will come in a few moments, and thank you to the sound people for putting this together for us. <clears throat> Couldn't have done this without you. And uh, the update at this point will carry on with their narrative. Ladies and gentlemen, direct from Ruby, Alaska, Jordan and Jessica Martin. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to share and just to try to describe uh, what's going on in here in Ruby and kind of uh, what our life is like and, and what ministry is like. Um, yeah, just to give a little bit of a background about Ruby. So Ruby, we're, we're a fly-in village. We're 200 miles uh, west in Fairbanks, and we just have a, a small runway, so only um, 
it's called, you know, a plane's called a caravan, about a 12-passenger plane, flies in here. There's um, 160 people, roughly, that live here, all uh, Alaska native Athabascan, uh, really just my family, and then a few teaching staff are, are non-native. Um, yeah, the way I kind of describe Ruby, like, <clears throat> if you could think back to life maybe 80 years ago, like, honestly, that's probably how Ruby is. Um, man, it just feels so set back, you know, quite a few different generations. I mean, um, most people, probably only 50% of the, you know, people who live here have running water. Most people still have outhouses. And if you have running water, um, you know, you, you go to a well and you, and you pump it and you put it in the back of your truck in a storage tank and then you, you know, you bring it to your house. Um, so yeah, life is, it's quite a bit different here. It's, it's, it's pretty surreal and it, it takes a little uh, while getting used to. For sure, you're, you know, every day you're, you're doing a whole bunch of different things just to maintaining, you know, living. You know, sometimes, you know, Jessica will be making soup. And all of a sudden, she's, oh, you know, I need water. And, you know, you don't just turn on the tap and get water. <laughs> we get our jug, and I, I run down to the, the water spot, you know, and we got to put in a quarter, and you put in a quarter, and you're supposed to get four gallons. Sometimes you get two gallons. Sometimes you get four, and then you run home, and then you get your water for your soup. And so, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit different here. But, yeah, Ruby, really, the, the people here are, are honestly amazing Um yeah, it's definitely different. They're they're very uh, open to us and and kind. Um, I kind of want to explain a little bit of that background. There there have been some missionary couples here in the past. There were some um, a family here that was in the early '60s, and then there's a family here that was in the uh, early '80s to like I think to 1990. Sorry, sorry, 1993. <clears throat> And that last family that was here had led a handful of people to the Lord. And this family for sure has, you know, has kind of um, helped to be, how can I say, just kind of helped soften the community, you know, where they're, they've, you know, are around some family members who are, are Christians, who are believers. And so, you know, it hasn't really been really a tough you know, I'm going to say a lot of adversity or, you know, they're pretty accepting. I guess that's just kind of what I've been trying to say. And so that's been pretty neat. But this family here, you know, they haven't had a pastor or a missionary couple here since since that last family left in 1993. And um, so that's been, you know, over, over 30 years. And they have been, you know, wanting and waiting for a family to come here. And... Actually, there's an organization that's called Samaritan's Purse, and they built a new church building right here in the village. That's the, the building I'm in. I uh, actually tried to film this outside so you guys could have a good view of the river and kind of see the village. But literally, there was like a swarm of mosquitoes around me, and I was trying to talk, and I was swatting bugs, and Jessica was trying to hold the camera, and she was swatting, so that didn't work out, so we came in here, but... But yeah, get back to the story. But yeah, so Samaritan's first built this church building here about four years ago. And 
they didn't have a pastor or, or a missionary to, you know, to teach the believers here or to even be, you know, a witness and to share the gospel, you know, and to be God's light here in the village. And so they have been praying for somebody, and it was really amazing to see kind of how God, you know, redirected us and answered their prayers and brought us here. And and when we came, you know, a, a lot of things just really lined up as far as housing and uh, with our kids and, you know, just a whole bunch of different things. It's been really kind of neat to see the Lord's hand just behind everything. But, yeah. So we started moving in uh, last summer, and, you know, we came here. We didn't want to just impose, say, hey, here we are, we're, you know, the new pastors, new missionaries. You know, we came in and said, hey, we just want to spend a a month with you guys, have you get to know us, and we get to know you, and and let you guys make the decision, hey, you know, are we a good fit for, you know, for you guys? And at the end of the month, you know, they welcomed us back and said, yeah, we would love for you guys to come. And at the time, um, Jessica, you know, was pretty close to, you know, to having our little girl Harper, right? We have six kids and Harper was the most recent one. And so we had to wait for her to deliver Harper. And then we came back here at the end of December, like four or five days uh, right before Christmas, that's once Jessica got like her six-week checkup and said, you know, okay, you can go. And we did. We bolted and we headed here. And that same organization who, who built the church here in the village um, also flew, a, 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 you know, two planes in here for us and brought our family in and then also brought the other plane with a bunch of our stuff uh, here for us. So that was super cool. And so it's like, you know, we've got the six kids and all of our stuff in boxes a few days before Christmas and just <laughs> just trying to unload stuff and settle in. And and we showed up right away and, you know, we're getting ready to put on a, a Christmas Eve service. You know, we just got here. <laughs> and so, yeah, we come, we actually come into this church and all of a sudden we see, you know, a bunch of trucks zooming up the road and four-wheelers, snow machines and like, what's going on? And then somebody, you know, comes in the door and yells, Hey, there's a fire up at Martha's house. At the time, I didn't know who Martha's house was. And so I just, I jump on my snow machine and I, you know, I go up to the house and follow them. And, you know, this, the house is on fire. People are running in. You know, there's no fire department here. Um, you know, it's just the community members jumping in and helping out. We do have a fire truck here, but we get up there. Nobody knows how to operate it. Nobody knows how to use it. The lines were all frozen. It was pretty chaotic, but just during this whole, you know, craziness of trying to put this fire out, we're shoveling in snow into the house. Somebody turns, you know, and looks towards me and says, hey, welcome home. And I look and I look behind me and I'm like, are you, are you talking to me? Oh, you're talking to me. You know, it was just like, wow, it was just such a cool thing when they said, uh, welcome home, and that's honestly how we felt since we've since we've moved in. You know, we we really do feel at home. Our kids are adjusting well. Mason, he's 14, and so it seems like everything's getting a little harder for him at 14. But uh, the younger boys, they absolutely love it. They have a lot of fun. They, you know, they have like a dozen friends. Like, you know, I'm not <laughs> lying. Like, 10 to 15 kids are just over our house every day, and. And the kids are having fun, so that's that's pretty cool for sure, you know. And even um, you know, 
our kids have a, two village grandmothers, actually, and, and they fight over our boys, right? Well, well they, you know, some of the older ladies that come here to church and, you know, oh, come, come to Grandma Don, you know, come to, come to Grandma Annie, you know, and they're, they're kind of fighting over, over them in, in a fun way. And it's just been awesome. And, you know, even today, um, Grandma Annie had been away for a week. And she came back, you know, back into the village. And so we went and visited and, you know, Asher was just so excited to go see Grandma Annie. And we, you know, I bring the boys back home and <clears throat> we walk in the door and um, Jessica's like, where were you? And, you know, Asher right away, he runs in the door and it's like, well, we're at Grandma Annie's, we're at Grandma Annie's. But yeah, just all that to just kind of let you guys know that, you know, it's, yeah, it's really been um, just a neat move here, like, just tremendous relationships right away. And there are just some amazing people. And it, we've, yeah, we, we just really love it. And there's just some great people for sure. But yeah, so I guess I get the opportunity to, to talk about uh, some scripture. You know, I'm kind of more the guy who wants to start in the beginning of a book, you know, and, and work your way through, you know, right to the context, not so much of a topical teaching. And so, you know, as I was preparing, okay, Lord, what am I, what am I going to share about? And so there's this passage of scripture. We're going to go over Philippians chapter 2. And Philippians chapter 2 was, you know, a, a text that I had to study for, or not study, sorry, memorize for Bible school. And I spent like six hours studying it and had it all down in my mind. I could recite it. But then the morning that I had to, you know, hand write it out and hand it in. I just drew a blank and and could not get it down. And then I, I go out to my teacher and said, hey, you know, like I'm lousy at memorizing scripture. And I spent like six hours. And actually one of the guys I was studying with, he spent like, you know, maybe an hour, you know, then then left and he was good. He had it. It's like, you know, hey, I studied for six hours of this thing and I had it in my mind, but now this morning I just can't write it down. And he just told me, he said, hey, if you can explain the context to me, you know, I'll, I'll bump your grade up. And that's what he did. But because all that time I, I really spent in trying to remember this text, you know, it's just been something that has been with me. And every once in a while it just kind of pops up in my mind. And, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar, familiar with Philippians chapter 2. But if you want to turn with me, we can, we can go there. <clears throat> so Philippians chapter 2. It says, there, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, right? Paul saying, hey, you guys are united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in his spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded and having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. So the context here, as we keep going, will unfold is, you know, it's about imitating Christ. This is how, what Christ was like, and, you know, this is how you guys are to imitate. But right here in the beginning, you know, Paul says, hey, being of the like mind, being of the same spirit. And that's one thing that the Lord's really been showing me, and as I keep studying, and over and over and over, the scriptures continually talk about unity within the Bible. You know, in today's day and age, right, there's so much dysfunction, so much disunity. You know, 
I think it's something we should strive for as fellow, you know, as fellow believers, brothers and sisters. And, you know, the Lord put this on my heart because I'm not perfect at it and I fail at it, you know, I'm sure quite a bit. But yeah, the Lord desires for us to be in unity, right? He says, um, if there's any comfort from his love, you know, being of the same mind, right? Just as Christ loves us, you know, we are to have the same love for one another. Paul goes on to tell them, you know, this is how you are to imitate Christ. Verse 3 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but to each of you to the interests of others. And so Paul says, he says in verse 5, In your relationships with one another, have the mindset as Christ Jesus, right? And so Paul just described, hey, this was what Christ's mindset was, right? He, he was humble. He valued others. He put others' interests, you know, before his own. And so Paul goes on in verse 6 to tell you, you know, how, how Christ did these things. He says, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, right? God himself didn't use his position, his status for his own gain, but use his position for the gain of others. Verse 7, Rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Right? So God himself humbles himself to become a man, right? The creator becomes creation. But not only does he just become, you know, man, He becomes a servant of a man, right? Here he is, the king of Israel, our king, and he lives in such a way as a servant. Verse 8, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Right? So, God himself took on the punishment of like a criminal, right? He had criminals right next to him as he's nailed up, right? There was, it wasn't a glorious death that he did. You know, I, I really don't think we can totally grasp, you know, how deep, you know, or how much humility, you know, God demonstrated, you know, or, or how much of a servant he really became. You know, at I couldn't imagine somebody doing something and then I just willingly take the punishment for it. You know, my pride would puff right up and, oh, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But no, that's not how the Lord was, right? He, he willingly took our punishment for us. If you want, we're going to jump down to verse 12. Paul says this. He says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What is Paul talking about here? There's whole theologies built upon this part in verse 12, right? There's, there's really a lot of confusion here in, in this part right here. So I, I hope to flesh it out. I think the first thing we always need to remember is that, you know, Words have a range of meaning, right? If I, if I say the word can, it means 
you know, like a garbage can. Or, you know, if somebody wasn't being a good employee, hey, man, you're canned, right? I'm, you're fired. Well, it's the same for salvation. Salvation in the scriptures can have three different meanings. And you have to follow the context to understand what the meaning is. So salvation can mean justification. I like to describe that as, hey, just as if I never sinned. So, right, the moment you put your faith in Jesus, you are justified. You are just as if you never sinned. Second, sanctification, right? You are set apart, made holy, right? And this is that continual growth in your Christian life to be set apart, to be made more like Jesus. And then you have glorification. So, right, when when we receive our glorified bodies and we're in the presence of the Lord, that's our glorification. So, here for sure, I'd say, Paul, he's talking about your sanctification. And you notice before where he says salvation, he says, work out your salvation. Well, just like you go to the gym, you know, and you might pump some iron and, and work out your muscles, right? That's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, work out your sanctification with fear and trembling. Hey, work out, you know, your growth with seriousness. <clears throat> but Paul he goes on to comfort them in verse 13. He says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And the King James actually changes the, you know, has a different ending. He says, um, to fulfill his good pleasure. And I like that kind of better. To me, it just helps. But he's just reminding them, hey, it's God's spirit who lives within you who's going to help you grow within your sanctification, right? So it, it's it's not like you and I have to go slug it out. Because we have God's Spirit working in us, we can do that. Verse 14, he says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure. You see here how he says, you may become. Right, that kind of just helps you to determine when we're talking about the context of that word salvation, right? Saying you may become, it's a becoming. You may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked, crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like the stars in the skies as you hold firmly to the word of life. Right, and so we see as you hold firmly to the word of life, you remember the book of John, right? John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. So he's saying, hey, as you hold firmly to the Lord Jesus, you will shine, you know, like the stars in the sky. And so, <clears throat> you know, I wanted to read this to you guys and kind of use this as a passage to describe uh, what we're doing here in Ruby. There's also a, a, a saying and, uh, you know, I say this over my mind quite a bit, but it goes like this. They don't care what you know until they know you care. And so that's what we've been doing. You know, I just, man, trying to find any way that I can show these guys, hey, I care for you. I'm, I'm here for you. I, you know, I, I have, you know, your, your best interest. And... And so most of my days, and, you know, even Jessica's days, like, you know, at the house, there's, there's kids over all the time, and it's chaotic and, and fun, but hey, we want them to know, hey, we care for you, we love you guys, this, this is a place where you can, you can be, and you can hang out and have fun. Um, <clears throat> I'm out shoveling roofs all winter long, 
Um, I just got a text message the other day. Hey, can you come over to my house? My uh, my chimney's leaking. Can you can you come look at that? And yeah, okay, I can do that. And then I got a text message right after that. Hey, I'm trying to put lights on my boat. Can you come do that? Yeah, I'll come. I'll come do that. And I have to admit, it's kind of a a balance of knowing. Okay, um, you know what's being helpful for relationships and also what's what's getting taken advantage of. But <clears throat> but that's okay too. You know, we want them to know. Hey, yeah, I'm here for you guys, and we just want to invest into them and and just find any way that we can uh, just deepen those relationships. And to be honest, it, it really is, it's going super well. Um, yeah, like, you know, we can, there's, there's not one house in this village I haven't been into. And, um, you know, I, we interact with them every day. You know, I go to the store and can say hello to everybody and wherever we are. And that, that's been really neat. Um, yeah. And so going back to this passage, I mean, by no means, you know, are, are we imitating Christ perfectly? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> by no means. A lot of times I lay down at bed and I'm like, oh, Jordan, why did I do that? Right. <clears throat> but that's why this is so important, you know, to remind us, hey, just like the Lord was a servant. Hey, man, that's that's why, you know, we're here. We're, we're here to be servants. I need to be more like Christ. But also, you know, I keep telling myself as well, like at the end of verse 16, right? As you hold firmly to the word of life. And so, you know, we have regular church service here every Sunday. And so I prepare for that each week as well. And, and so I'm sitting here, I'm looking out the window. Okay, Lord, you know, Lord, help me hold firmly to you. Because if I don't hold firmly to you, Everything I'm doing is just in vain, and, and, and it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I pray and hope that maybe you could you could read this and and meditate about you know just a becoming uh, more like Christ. And yeah, I'm just thinking too about some other stuff uh, just to give an update on the village. Um, one thing I've been doing too is I've been subbing at the school. Pretty much our second week here. Our school hardly has any teachers. And they said, oh, Jordan, will you sub? And I said, well, I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm definitely not a teacher. But, you know, hey, I, I'm glad to be up there. So I've been doing that. You know, in the winter, it was like two, three days a week subbing up there. Um, so that's been pretty neat. And then hopefully I'm actually going to start being the uh, the carpentry teacher up there this year. I still got some paperwork. We got it all filled out, but we're um, it's just kind of all in the hands of the people who are in charge of of our school district. And so hopefully that works out where we can plug in the school. And yeah, that's, that's, you know, there's just, it's so hard to explain. Like there's just so much that goes on here day to day and it's hard to, you know, wrap it up into 25, 30 minutes. Um, you know, we just have some families and some kids, you know, that we just adore and we have so much fun with them. Um, just kind of came to the top of my mind too. Two weeks ago, we had a, a VBS for the kids, and we had I think it was like about fourteen kids. And the VBS, we just we just ran a short day thing because if it was too long, they would kind of dwindle off. But we just did a, a three day three day VBS for the kids, and we had yeah I don't know I think it was twelve to fourteen kids. They came every single day. They had an awesome time. They, you know we were telling them stories, sharing the gospel with them, having 
playing games, having snacks. You know, the kids were uh, dancing and singing and praising the Lord. And, and, you know, as we share the gospel, the the kids, you know, seem to have some understanding and seem to have a desire, um, you know, to to have a relationship with the Lord. Uh, But, you know, we'll see. And and that's kind of what's so cool about, you know, living here and, and, and being drenched in your ministry like you know we see those kids every day and just you know hey buddy hey what's going on and it's awesome to be able to uh walk alongside them and yeah i just want to thank you guys you know we we can't be here without you guys and without other people and i i really pray that you guys understand you know how much of a part of what's going on here you know that you guys are and so, yeah, we, we greatly appreciate you guys. We we miss you guys. Um, we just had a blast there. We, you know, we love being with the youth, and um, we we miss you deeply for sure. Um, I just want to say one thing too. We you know we have a, a ministry Facebook page on. I almost said YouTube on Facebook. I'm not that techie, but on Facebook, Jessica takes care of that. But yeah, if, if you want to get onto that, uh, let me know. And you can get on there. And then there's there's pictures, and you can kind of see uh, more, really, of what's going on here. You know, it's so hard to just to, to describe it. But let me just close in prayer quick. Father, we just thank you for your leading and, and how you work, Lord. You work truly in mysterious ways, and we thank you for that. And, and Lord, we I even thank you, Lord, that you don't show uh, your full picture to us sometimes and that you make us... Uh, take small steps of faith and, and that you use those to lead us uh, to your to your to your plan and, and to what you you desire and what you're working out. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ, Lord. We thank you for um, that you have given us your spirit. And as this text was was talking about, Lord, help us to you know to be of one mind, to have the same love and spirit. Lord, help us to walk in unity. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you guys, and 